Yes, I know that God is by my side. Keep the faith every day I pray. The only way I could survive. Yeah, no matter what you're going through, He'll never leave you. His love is eternal. Welcome to worthy people. Yeah, coming straight out the projects. It was hard growing up. Born dead as an infant. Mother addicted to drugs. Coming in and out of foster care. He was stuck in a system. After doing time in prison, gave his life to Christ. Now a Christian. You feel like nobody gets you. Nobody knows what you've been through. Well, Cody has been where you are. You heard me? So remember that you are worthy. Worthy, worthy, worthy people, yeah. Even when it's hard, always keep your faith in God, yeah. Worthy, worthy, worthy people, yeah. Struggling and searching, remember you are worthy. Worthy people. God will never give up on you. Let's go. Welcome to a brand new edition of the Worthy People Podcast. How are all my worthy people doing today? You're worthy no matter who you are, where you've been, where you're sitting right now. Your life's worth something. So much so that God sent his son, Jesus Christ. To die for you and me. Man, so whatever the labels that are on your life today, take them off in the name of Jesus. That's our mission, to remove the labels of society by seeing and accepting all people as Jesus does. And uh, before we get going into today's episode, shout out to everyone um, for all the letters, for the e-messages from the men and women uh, for the prayers for for this podcast for this ministry uh for my family man thank y'all thank y'all for real and that's what it's about no matter if you're on the inside you still part of the body of Christ God still got a plan and purpose for your life he ain't done and uh so man I I love having people on the program um that can relate and that are like myself have sat where you're sitting today, have walked through incarceration, um, have discovered uh, the hope, peace, and love that you can have in the inside, behind the walls, behind the razor bars, uh, razor wire and bars. You are not forgotten. We're coming through your headphones today to let you know that there's people who love you, that are praying for you, and that they believe and know that God has a plan for your life. And I'm so excited about the guest that we have on the program today. Many of you may know him already, know his music. Uh, my brother Brian T., Brian Trejo, man, doing doing great things for the kingdom, kingdom music, doing great things for God. So I'm so excited to have them uh, have him on today. Um, man, y'all, y'all better be ready. <laughs> y'all better go ahead and mix up a spread, <laughs> you know, bust open the pack of cookies, somebody, uh, get that coffee poured up and, and sit back. Uh, because man, brother Brian about to break, break you boys and girls off. Man, he covers just so much, so, so much in, in this podcast. So, Man, you you looking to be encouraged? You looking to grow? You looking to uh to hear from someone who who's been where you've been? Uh, take a listen. And uh, for those of you who maybe don't know, uh, Brother Brian's music, we're gonna kick it off with uh with one of his songs. 
one of my personal favorites, um, Who Told You. Um, I love the message of this song, man. Man, the, the enemy tells us all these lies, and we got to remember you know, our worth in Christ and what he's told us. So we're going to listen to the song. We're going to jump into the, the conversation um, and then close out with the song today. So let's get started. Somebody would have told me the truth a long time ago Nobody sat me down and said, look, this ain't that and that ain't this I was deceived for so long It's only right that I expose all this deception In the mighty name of Jesus Carry on, young soldier Listen Who told you gangsters go to heaven? Huh? Who told you money make you real? Tell me Who told you pistols make you tough? Hey, you don't see all the dead bodies on the field? Man, who said that mercy's for the weak? Who said forgiveness is for chumps? They say a coward dies a thousand deaths, a soldier dies but once. Hey, they mourn you for a week and they forget you in the month. Who told you God doesn't exist? Who told you God was just a myth? Who planted seeds of disbelief inside your mind so you could trip? Hey, who told you Jesus doesn't love you? Who said you couldn't be forgiven? Do you not know how much he loves you? Listen, do you not know the king is risen? <laughs> Who told you Christian rap was whack? Whoever said that man was whack? The truth will hit you hard and knock you flat down on your back. Who told you Christian rap was whack? Whoever said that man was whack? The truth hit you so hard and knock you flat down on your back. Hey, two things either happen. Hey, one, you gon' get mad and hate me for correcting you, for pointing out what's bad. Or two, you get convicted and cry out because you sad And ask God to forgive you for the trespasses you had You either run to him or run from him And I just pray you come to him Put down all your blunts and guns and you say Lord I'm done with this You run to him or run from him I just pray you come to him Put down all your blunts and guns and you say Lord I'm done with this Everything they told me was a lie And man I know that now It's only right we hit the streets and we expose that now A dirty devil, dirty devil should've killed me A Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit come and seal me Fill me with new strength again Now I'm feeling new inside Lord, I abide in you and follow you where you abide Fill me with new strength again Now I'm feeling new inside Lord, I abide in you and follow you where you abide Hey, I confide in you with confidence, my Lord Cause greater is he who lives in me than he who's of this world Hey, I confide in you with confidence, my Lord Greater is he who lives in me than he who's of this world Who told you God couldn't be trusted? Man, I'm trying to tell you you could trust him He loves you deeply, please believe me he hates to see his children suffer See, I don't know what all they told you And I don't even know who told you I just know that he's the answer He gives hope, man, to the hopeless I don't know what all they told you And I don't even know who told you I just know that Christ's the answer He gives hope, man, to the hopeless, yo Who told you? Well, welcome to the Worthy People Podcast. I'm so excited to be joining you today um, with a man and a brother, man of God, that really uh, probably needs no introduction uh, to the men and women that are listening today. 
Uh, many of you know his music. Uh, you know about kingdom music. Uh, you know uh, the ministry that he has and that he does. And uh, so I'm so excited to be able to welcome today uh, Brother Brian T. Brian Trejo uh, to the Worthy People Podcast. What's up, Brian? Hey, how you doing, man? The guy. <laughs> oh, man, I'm doing good, doing blessed. I'm glad to be able to reach, man, the, the, the men and women that are listening really just, you know, all over the United States today. Um, on their tablets, on this podcast, and uh, I'm just looking forward to the conversation uh, that we're going to have today. Amen, amen. What's up, y'all? God bless you guys. Whatever you're doing today, just know that the Lord loves you. He calls you blessed. We call you blessed, and I pray that God opens your ears and your hearts to everything that we're about to discuss. Holy Spirit, have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. Man, uh, so of course, I've been listening to to your music for a few years now after somebody had introduced me to it, and uh you know, I didn't find out till about a year after listening to your music, um, you know, of, of your story, your testimony, uh, you know, about your brother, about you being previously incarcerated. And um, and I was like, man, no wonder I like this dude's music. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, I was like, man, you know, I know, you know, that. And then, you know, uh, of course, you're going back into the prisons and prison ministry, doing all that. But, you know. Uh, everybody has a story. Everybody has a beginning. And I related a lot as far as to your story because I gave my life to, to Jesus on a concrete floor in a prison cell. Um, it mm. wasn't at a church service. It wasn't at a chapel call, a prayer call. Um, it was through another brother in the day room um, in the unit that I was in. And I just Ooh. saw a light. I saw something different. So, I mean, that's we we, we got to be the church and bring the church everywhere we are. And that's exactly what this brother did. And I was like, man, I've done every drug in the book, and I ain't got the high that this brother got and the joy he got in prison. And um, I was like, man, th- there's something different about that. Different. And, uh, man, he, and, and so that that's my story, and many of the listeners know about that. But can you share uh, about your story, your experience of surrendering your life to Jesus uh, while incarcerated? Yeah, so so mine was like seeds planted in water. Uh, okay, so um, I grew up Catholic. My family grew up Catholic, so I did catechism and everything when I was little. Um, I definitely thank God for, for growing up Catholic because uh, it at least showed me there was a God. I got homeboys who didn't even think there was a God. So th- shout out to my family for at least pointing to there's a God out there. Yeah. Now, even though it was, it was, we knew there was a God, there was no power in our lives. Like we, even though I did the catechism, I'd still fist fight you, shoot you, smoke weed. Like I was smoking, I was smoking weed out of Bible paper. Like I was tripping. <laughs> I had yep. no respect for God. You know what I mean? Yep. Like I had, there was no reverence inside of my life that showed evidence of me even serving a God, but I knew he was real. And so anyways, um, let's go down the road. So that was a seed planted that God was real. So even a lifestyle brokenness and a, a broken household and going to juvenile prison in the juvenile prison, I went because I, I started uh, I started incarceration at a young age. I was robbing stores at a young age and um, I, I never went to a high school. And so being locked down, man, these these uh, older white dudes used to come and preach the gospel. And so I used to get out my cell and, you know, go make tobacco sales. And I'd have to sit there and listen to them preach the gospel. After after I did everything I was supposed to do, and then I eat their snacks and drink their juice, and <laughs> they preached a, a different gospel. I never heard the, this gospel that they preach, and they would yeah. talk about the love of a father, and 
and how they were, if you were thirsty and, and you were tired and salvation, and you know, and I was like, man, the love of a father. At that time, my dad, uh, he, he left and he was raising another kid. So when you mm-hmm. talk about a father's love, I didn't know what a father's love was. The only father's love I knew was like I, he left, you know. So I was like, man, I used to walk away from those sessions that these older dudes came and these were the seeds that were being planted now. I didn't even know then, but I used to ask God, is this real? And if you are real, are you mad at me? Because I suffer now. I'm, I'm in pain. And, and what type of loving father would allow me to suffer? So those are my questions towards God. Like, low-key had beef with him. Because if he was real, he had beef with me. Because that's why I was suffering. That's how I looked at it. But anyways, I get out of juvenile prison, man, uh, maybe around 18, 19. And I do the unthinkable. I was I was already, I got out relentless, like a little shooter. And um, I remember one night, me and my brother were selling dope, and um, I shot my twin twice. I shot my own brother, man, and and I was I was on Xanax and Sarimi, and, and you know you know how that you know how sin does. Sin makes mm-hmm. you hurt the people that are close to you that you love yeah, the most. For sure. And um, that was my first suicide attempt, but I never forget, man. I shot my brother, man, twice, and uh, when I realized what I did, I wanted to kill myself, man, and I had the enemy and demons. And I was literally possessed, man. I used to cuss at myself in the mirror and. I just had so much anger and hurt and unforgiveness, and that opens up doors for unclean spirits. So I never forget. My mama pulled up to it, man. After I shot my brother, man, my mama pulled up to this church. Like she was like, when she got a hold of us where I was at, she was like, man, like you, you guys are gonna be the death of each other. She was like, you just shot your twin, like man, like you get in shootouts in different parts of the city. Like I can't afford to bury you. That's what she told me, mm-hmm. and I thought I, I kind of smirked it off, like like whatever man yeah and this woman pulls up to a church she pulls up to a church and um it was in uh ron phillips in 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 uh, uh red bank tennessee and by chattanooga that's where my kids stayed and well anyway she pulls up to this church and she gets out and so when she gets out man i'm like what? like man i'm gonna embarrass her like the nerve of her to pull up to a church you know what i mean the, the devil inside of me is so stirred and angry now and make a long story short, man, I, I I go up in there. And this is what's beautiful. I always talk about preparing the atmosphere. You know, um, worship uh, does something when you set the atmosphere. Prayer does something when you set the atmosphere. Because mm-hmm. I was going, I was getting out that car to go embarrass her. And before, as soon as I walked in that church, something lifted off me. I never mm-hmm. forget the evilness, something heavy on me that was telling me, go embarrass her, go do this. It had to back up because there was a place of reverence and holiness of God's people. And so when I, as soon as I walked through the door, I felt, I felt something light lift off me. And I, I know like, what was that? So now I, I, I wasn't thinking about embarrassing her. Something broken inside of me. I was looking for her and I found her in the back pew and she had her hands lifted up to heaven and she was crying and praying. Man, and I, I, yeah, in the back of a church and it was an all white church. So I, I was like, man, one, I look like trouble. I don't, I don't feel like I belong here. But I sat down in that pew and I and I looked at my mom crying and I, and you know I, I started getting tears in my eyes because I was like man God I said I'm man I'm hurting people I love I just shot my twin my mom was heartbreaking like help me that's how I felt I felt like please help me save me from me and I never forget um this man started preaching and it was the same message that the older men started preaching and I said I remember this message it was about salvation and the Father's love and you thirsty and if if that's you come. And man, so I got up from the back and I was like, and the enemy was right in my ear saying, you're just a Mexican. They ain't going <laughs> to understand you. Don't nobody want you here. Dang. They can't relate to you. God doesn't love you. I'm talking about so every step that I took to that altar call, 
was by faith, and it was the hardest walk and the longest walk I've ever walked. And then, man, every step was like, man, what are you doing? They're gonna laugh, like you know. But I made it in front of this older white dude, and mm-hmm. before, and I put my head down, and I was like, Lord, please, like I was hoping he just didn't reject me, like I felt everyone else did. And um, this lady put her hands on my shoulder and said, Can I pray for him? He reminds me of my my grandson. And it was an older, it was an older uh, Puerto Rican lady named Isabel from Chicago. I never forget. She was like a blessing. And man, she she led me to the Lord's uh, to the Lord, man. But it was so real though. My my center prayer was my center prayer was not like other people, man. I, you know, it was it was. I meant it when I said it. It was God, if you could forgive me for all the murder, the perversion, the greed, the destruction, every wicked thing that I've been a part of. And I was at a young age, man. So I was already shooting. I was already doing everything that. Most people weren't doing like my my lifestyle yeah. was like started off fast speed, and um, I was telling God if you could forgive me for this, then and I ain't got to go nowhere else. Then hook me up, yeah. And, and I meant it. Just give it to me. I, I don't. And, I, and something happened right then. That that was the day that my belief by faith, by grace through faith, that, that I was sealed with the Holy Spirit. Because after that moment, I had conviction. After that moment, I started praying for, like, there was something inside of me that wanted to maybe read the Bible, pick up the Bible a little more, even though I didn't understand it. And this is why I'm big on discipleship. I didn't get discipled after that. So from that time, I was I began to have a double-minded life. I was amongst killers. I was amongst drug dealers. I was amongst the, the street life. And I knew something inside of me was different because I started having compassion for people. I start in the midst of doing evil. I was looking for ways to escape temptation. And, and even my music, I like, I've always been, I was doing gangster rap. I was from the neighborhood. So it was always murder, murder, making money. But even my music started changing. I'd be in the studio with all these killers and thugs and we got weed in the air and drink and something inside of me will start speaking about salvation and repentance. And these dudes message was like, let's get bricks and let's get, and I was like, what the heck's going on? <laughs> so I'd have to throw, a, I'd throw a cuss word in there just to make it sound cool. Yeah. Like, nobody would know that inside there was a war going on. And and I was like, what's going on? Like I knew it. I was like, something's wrong with me. And, and when people would leave, I would cry. And I was like, man, I can't be weak out here. And like, man, these dudes, I get killed out here like that. You can't be a halfway crook. You know, just like you can't be a halfway Christian, man. I was like, man, I got to be. So I, I would try to hype myself up, like, shake it off, man, quit being weak. But having mercy was not weak. Having mercy was the language of heaven, and the Holy Spirit was trying to was trying to have me speak this language and, and, and walk in this life. And I, I just kept I just kept grieving him. I kept, uh, but anyways, make a long story short, I caught uh, an attempted murder in rage. And I never forget, it was over my twin brother. And I, and I told my twin, too, when I got saved, like, as soon as that day at the altar, I went, after I shot him, I went straight to the hotel room. And I was like, bro, Jesus is real. And I never forget. He was like, he was like get out of my room, mother. He started cussing oh, me. Down. I was like, uh, like, yeah, that's the closest person on earth to me. I was like, man, I want to share what I found in Christ. And he was like, man, you know, he wasn't trying to hear that. So, my brown, my brown. <laughs> yeah, but uh, make a long story short, um. Man, so th- those seeds were planted. I was sealed with the Holy Spirit, but not filled, nor was I discipled. So I was uh, double-minded for 10 years. And in a fit of rage, after I shot my brother, I, I, uh, I felt like I owed him. So all his all his beef, all his all his war, I'd be like, I got this. And I and I go shoot, and I, and I pick up his beef. And not saying he wouldn't do it. It just, I felt like, man, I, I, I got you. And, uh, and, I, and I committed a, a, a two attempted murders over him, over some beef. And I never forget after I shot him, like at, at, when I caught the dude, when uh, when I realized what I did, after, uh, 
man, there's something inside of me said, I hope he lives. And I was like, what's wrong with me? If, I, if I'm going to say, I hope he lives, why did I do this? Like, so this, imagine the war that was going on in my head. You know what I mean? Like, it was good and evil. Something was fighting, and I knew it. So watch this. So I go to I go to uh, get locked down. I'm on the I'm sixth floor, 18 months before trial. I'm facing 30 years now uh, on robbery with two attempted murders. And mm. all of a sudden, God starts dealing with me. I'm on the sixth floor. I got no church people, nothing but gangsters around me, nothing but good. The GDVLs, gang members, organ, organized crime around me. And I'm the only Mexican in there. And I could not get no rest. The wicked have no rest. I was every day on my bunk. I was thinking about everybody who did me wrong. I felt the enemy was just tormenting me. <laughs> Same here. And started I, making I, that list. <laughs> man, I made that hit list. I made. I did. I tell my wife, she tell, oh. she tell me, don't be saying that from the, from the, from the stage. Don't be saying that from the podium. No, I you had a hit, hit list. list you were going to kill people. <laughs> yep. I was going to kidnap this person. I was going to do this. And, mm-hmm. and I'll never forget. Like I, I put the covers over my head and I just cried because I felt so, and I had my daughter. I was like, man, I'm never going to see my baby, my little girl again. And my whole life was locked down. So now my whole adult life, I'd be locked down again too. So I'm like, it's over. And I never forget one night God said, forgive. And I was mm-hmm. like, I don't want to forgive. And God said, forgive. I never, I never forget that. So I grabbed my hit list and I put my hands on it. And I just started praying over every single person. God, I forgive them. I forgive them. And you know what? I got set free. I got set free. This I never forget this peace that came over me. This uh and this was look, look, y'all, no church, no, no pastor around me. Nothing but gang members around me. So you can't say a guy can't touch you where you at. Listen now, mm-hmm. I'm, I made my hit list a prayer list. Man. And all of a sudden, man, conviction of sin is an expression of the mercy of God that leads to freedom that only comes through forgiveness by the blood of Jesus. As I begin to speak the language of mercy to those who hurt me, if I begin to speak forgiveness over those I was offended by, God began to do something inside of me. And for the first time, even facing 30 years, I finally was set free in, in looking, look in prison and like yep. in, in looking at trial headed to prison. Like I was set free and all of a sudden it was hope again. Like I needed this hope. I needed this peace. The weed couldn't give it to me. The sex couldn't give it to me. The money mm-hmm. couldn't buy. I needed this peace and God gave it to me. Right. Right. When I thought he, I could never feel it. He gave it to me it, and it was through the expression of mercy and forgiveness that only comes through, uh, in the blood of Jesus, man. So now I started picking up my Bible now and watch this, y'all. I was sealed with the Holy Spirit, but never filled. I began to read and apply, read and apply, read and apply. Nobody around me to disciple me. I would just listen to the Holy Spirit. He said not, not to not to masturbate, not to look at uh, dirty magazines. I wouldn't look at it. Not to gamble no more. I wouldn't do that. Not to laugh at a dirty joke. I would, I would just listen to the spirit inside of me. And man, I got baptized with the Holy Ghost with the utterance of tongues in this cell. It was like putting my iPhone charger into a plug. I began to feel rejuvenated, strengthened. I didn't even know what I was saying. And the enemy was saying that's gibberish, but I do it all day long underneath my breath. I just walk around and, and it was giving me strength to and boldness and empowerment to preach to others. Like not be afraid what people thought about me. Pray a call. I tell everybody, pray a call. Everyone get gather around. I started praying. I started sharing my commissary. Even if I didn't have much, I just give give it away to people who needed it. And God kept blessing me in abundance yeah. so i wouldn't gamble no more so i was like god what how do i earn money like some my people ain't sending me money 
And God was just blessing me, man. I got good at the drawings. I do cards. And it wasn't just for me to be blessed. He blessed me with work to bless others who didn't have deodorant, bless others who didn't have food, bless others who didn't have it. And guess what? I seen a revival break out in this cell, in this pod that I was mm. in. And all of us are facing murder charges, robbery charges. And, man, God just, the light of God. So that's how I got took, baptized with the Holy Ghost in, in lock And then I did my bid, and I went to prison, y'all. I went to prison. And this is what I told God. I said, look, for the first time, I don't know who this is for, but for the first time I said, I'm guilty. I'm guilty. I, I deserve life. I deserve hell. I said, I get mm. it. Just have mercy on me and don't take your peace from me. I'll serve you no matter where I go. And I'm in it. And that's all God wanted to hear from me. Yeah. For me to finally admit that I was guilty, to finally be honest and sincere. And he's a merciful God. He is so merciful, man. He had mercy on me. I got I had those charges dropped at, after 18 months. I had their all robbery and a two attempted murders dropped to two aggravated assaults. And I finally and, and I got seven years uh, concurrent. Um they ran it concurrent. And so I, I went and did my bid. And for the first time I made parole, like in three to four years, I was ready to parole. And I every time I went up for parole, I never made it. So this time when I made it, I knew it was God. Mm. But listen to this, y'all. Listen to this. I went there. And I walked amongst the lions in peace. I didn't join La Raza meetings. I didn't join the, the politic meetings. Even though it said you got to do this, I wouldn't do that. Because if I joined, it was like I was telling God I'm choosing. And I told God no matter what happens, I'm going to serve you. And you know, want to know what, y'all? People respect when you don't hide behind the cross and you pick up the cross the right way. Yeah. People know when it's real. People know when it's sincere. And God gave me favor. The Bible says when the way you live pleases the Lord, he begin to make your enemies have peace with you. The judge had peace with you. Your baby mama, your baby daddy had peace with you. He makes your cellies have peace with you. Mm. I begin to respect authority. The Bible says that everyone must submit to the support and support the authority that's over him. I begin to be an inmate that follow the rules. I begin to be an inmate that prayed for the guards. I begin to be an inmate that, that treated them no different because my whole life, police were my enemies. My whole life, the prison guards, if I couldn't corrupt you, man, then, then I didn't like you. And, mm. and, and now God gave me eyes. Now the Holy Spirit begins to give me eyes how to look at authority and submit to authority with a, with a mind. But listen to this. I came home and, and I met super spiritual miracles in the prison, y'all. Like when I say, man, I've seen God answer so many prayers. Man, I'd I be politicking with shot callers. We'll come into the into the cell block and I have Bible study because I didn't go to the church that I was at because there was a lot of um, – it was a lot of politics going on from, from all, yeah, too much politics. So I was yeah. like, I can't go there. It's not even about Christ. So I do it in my pod with my brothers. Like, like I, I cook a spread and, and I get in the Bible and I beat on the wall and, and rap some songs to them. And I use the songs as parables for the streets. So God started changing my music, the message, the anointing was there. But watch this, y'all. When I came home, I didn't get connected to the things of God. I thought I had enough Jesus and I actually paroled to a homegirl that was my best friend. I paroled to her and that was the wrong thing to do because she liked me and I knew she liked me more than a friend. And I paroled there and I played with temptation. I played with her and, and, and as when I came home, it didn't take long. I was already indulging and in, in, in fornicating with her and knowing, knowing I didn't love her like that. But my flesh I, and I wasn't I wasn't connected to discipleship no more. You know, so everything that I was feeding myself, it began to dwindle down. And that's why it's so important that you stay connected, that you stay feeling because anybody can fall. And for 10 years, I was a double-minded Christian. I went right back to the vomit. You want to talk about a dog who goes back to the vomit? I went back to the vomit with, with the bib on and my sport and my, my, my spoon in hand, and I was just eating the same vomit. It didn't take long before I was in depression again. 
and I try to hang myself in a hotel room after I had my, my son. Um, so I, I know what it is to feel ashamed. I know what it is to walk away from God. I know what it is to make a promise to God. I know what it is to see the miracles of God, like the children of Israel, and still complain, still grumble to him. Mm-hmm. And that was me until my twin brother got saved. My brother went to prison. He wrote me a letter. And he was like, man, Jesus is real. I said, I told you. And all of a sudden, God began to do something in my twin's life. And when I say my brother was a radical leader, my brother was radical, man, of God. And he, he, I knew it was real. He began to erase all his old music, all his old videos. And he began to make kingdom music. And he introduced me to my wife. He introduced me to, to, to another side of discipleship. And then he got murdered. Man. When he got murdered, uh, I had to forgive the murders of my brother. And, and that's what set me free again. Mm. And that's what put me back on fire again. It was through the death of my brother that my life came back to be revived. And I don't know why it takes death. I don't know why it takes heartache. But if you allow God to use those dark situations in your life, if you allow God to, to take that heartache that you have and say, God, what can you do with the shattered heart? What can you do with my broken pieces? Man, he is near those who are broken. He is near those who are crushed in spirit. And God will bring light to your situation, to your cell. He'll bring light to your family. Like, do not. That's why they call him God. Quit trying to figure him out and let him be the God of miracles in your life because he wants to touch your heart and your situation today. The only thing you need to do is be honest and sincere. Whatever you need to confess, whatever you need to repent of, go ahead and confess it because he's faithful to forgive you. Unconfessed sin will only leave you with a hardened heart, and a hardened heart will always let you look at life and God's word and God's people with a distorted view. So I pray today that your heart gets soft, and I pray today that this testimony encourages you, that you too can be forgiven. You too can be healed. Your scars can be healed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. But what you were talking about, you know, uh, the way that you turn that pod around in there with the guys from a place that, you know, you didn't have hope and you— and it was a real toxic environment, how when the spirit came in there, it, it turned that around. And, and God's not limited oh. by the by the razor wire, by the bars, you know, by the seg. It, it, everybody's always talking about when I go back in, well, you know, it's this way in here. But when I get out, when I get out, when I get out, when I get out, and I tell them, you know what, I had to, to, to learn it in here. I had to get it right in here because if you don't get it right in here, when you get out, uh, you know, it, it's a lot harder when you get out, you know, you got to get some things, you got to learn how to surrender. I mean, a lot, I relate to, uh, when I went into my cell on the concrete floor and I cried out to Jesus, I said, take this anger, take this violence. You know, I'd already had three years and I already did general population, medium custody, maximum custody, riots, fights, um, you know, when I left 11 major cases, 15 minor cases, like, you know, I was about fighting. I had anger and I was just like, Jesus, if you could take this anger from me and change my heart within here. And I remember like after four years, I never got visits. I didn't get money on my books. Like none of that. They said that they call me down for a visit. I'm like, there ain't nobody visiting me. And then I'm thinking, well, maybe my, <laughs> my brother, but I know my brother's like far off out there on drugs. He ain't coming to visit me. He probably got warrants. He ain't coming up here. And, uh, I go and, uh, somebody I never met, uh, from, from a church that I had been writing and, um, visited me and, um, I just couldn't stop crying. You know, he gave me, he got me a little chips, a little soda. And I was just like, man, four years, I ain't ever seen people, you know, from the outside, but you know what? People are like, 
when I get out, God can do this. No, God can do it in the, in the prison. I mean, listen to Brian. I mean, listen to, I mean, how much that God did in you and through you, uh, in the prison. Like, so God's not limited by, uh, you being in prison, you know, uh, whoever you are today, that's just something that really stood out to me on, um, what you were, what you were saying. Man, you you know what's crazy is he began to show me like everybody loves mail call like everybody knows man, mail call mail, yeah when you get mail you don't feel forgotten when you get mail like and everybody's but like, I used to have my silly man and he used to always he used to always wait for mail and he he wouldn't get it and I remember the, the girl that I said was my best friend um the one you know she used to write me every day. And I would tell her, like, hey, right, send him a letter, man, and he would love the mail. And God began to show me, like, if they would only pick up the book and see mm. that I have all these letters written to him. Like, yeah. mail call is every day for you guys, man. Mail, you can you have mail call in, on Christmas Day. You have mail call on Thanksgiving Day. You have mail call on every holiday. Like, they, they can't, the, the guards can't stop you. You got mail in the middle of the night. You just got to pick up your book. Get in the yeah. le- love letters that he's writing. See how wonderful you are to him, man. Take those promises that he has in the book. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Those are cash. Those are checks you can cash out in the midnight hour that would never bake. That, that, that never, they'll never bounce on you. These checks are promises, man. Eternal promises. I'm with you to the end. Be not afraid. Have a good heart. I've overcame the world. There's all these things you could deposit into your heart. All these things you could always, and can nobody stop these letters coming to you? They're going to lift you up, not stress you out. Exactly. (laughs) Some of the letters you get for the free world, like, yo, you won't believe who died. You won't believe what we're going through. (laughs) It's like, man, I'm stressed. God got good news. You got good news letters coming your way. Not not depressing letters. Like, pick up that Bible today. I, I encourage you guys, man. You, and pick up the Bible and say, man, I got my mail. I got my mail today. Tomorrow, pick up the Bible again. I got my mail today. Every day, let, let those around you know, man, this is for you as well. This is for you as well. We all got mail today. It's milk call, man. I'm gonna say something letters, that right? I'm gonna say something that you that you said that I'm always saying. And, and so, Brian, what you're saying is, don't parole <laughs> to your homegirl to old girl's house. <laughs> oh no, because I knew how better, many y'all. guys they telling me, oh yeah, I'm going over here with her, and I'm a I'm a witness to her. I'm a teller, man. You done did some years, and you're gonna put yourself in that temptation Mm-mm. situation, like you know, you got don't Samson, do, do you, it, you, you you Samson, you got strength. Don't get in bed with Delilah, like you know, you you got things to do, like you know. So and let me, and, and let me tell you what, there's something I had to repent of because I ruined that friendship. That person ended up hating me when I left that house. And it was calling my parole officer and like, man, trying to get me in trouble because I knew I, I knew I didn't want to be with that person. And that's what happens. Don't play with nobody's feelings. If you if you if you bored right now and you flirting on 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 on, on PayPal, I mean on mail call, and you just doing that and you call yourself a believer, you're playing with somebody's feelings and you're yeah. playing with fire. You're playing with fire. Don't do that to them. It, it keep it strictly friendship with boundaries because uh, God has sent you good people in your life and. and like I said, I had to repent for hurting good people that got sent, crossing over boundaries, and we were never meant to be husband and wife. We we're only meant to be brothers and sisters in Christ with encouragement. And I, and my flesh took advantage of that and, and advantage of that person. And like I said, I had to repent of that and say, God, forgive me for uh, for the people I hurt. Forgive me for the friendships I ruined. So I encourage you to to be a, a man of God, a good woman of God, and keep healthy boundaries so you can honor God in this situation. Ain't nothing wrong with you going to seminar school. It's nothing wrong with you studying yourself to be approved. But you got all that knowledge and you don't got no love. 
You got all that knowledge and you don't got no revelation. Then tell me what you really got then. Nothing. I could care less if they don't sit with me. Yeah. I ain't sitting with no misery. God prepared a table where it's victory. I can less about what they think of me. It was something that got seen in me. Make sure that you treat people with decency. I can get less if they don't clap for me. Hey, you can keep your flattery. I ain't got no time to hit no blasphemy. I can get less if they come after me. I said, who cares if they come after me? Can't you see God's army in the back of me? My king is supreme. Lord, there ain't nothing on this earth that I desire more than you. It's like everywhere I search. Couldn't find it in the drugs, couldn't find it in the money, couldn't find it in the pleasure. I was empty in my stomach, I got belly full of rivers, now the rivers in my belly. Now preaching to the sinners and the killers who act deadly. It's amazing, believe me, how everything that turned out. Hey, seven years of ministry, you would think that I done burned out. Hey, let's bring Brother Brian, Brian to get the word out. Hey, I'ma try to bring your whole neighborhood to the church house. Uh, I said the junkies, the gangbangers and flunkies, a hospital for the broken, if that's true, keep them coming. Hey, you don't need a doctor. Hey, Jesus is the doctor. Hey, thank you, Heavenly Father, cause it's free. Nothing that cost you. See, everything you see here, everything is free here. I guarantee that you'll be a new man before you leave here. Yo, sit with me. Yo. I ain't sitting with no misery. God prepared a table where it's victory. I can get left by what they think of me. It was something that got seen in me. Make sure that you treat people with decency. I can get left if they don't clap for me. Hey, you can keep your flattery. I ain't got no time to hit no blasphemy. I can get left if they come after me. I said, who cares if they come after me? Can't you see God's army in the back of me? My king is supreme. Oh, you better shout it with your chest. Forever kingdom minded. Remember, it's KMF. Yes, hey, check your temperature. You either hot or cold. If you acting like you lukewarm, God gon' kick you out the door. You gotta go. Yo, I said, quit acting so religious. Your knowledge don't impress me. Who cares if you reach the scripture? What you know about loving your neighbor, hugging your hater, showing mercy to the same one that cursed me and caused me trial. Hey, you so stingy, you pinching for these pennies You reaching for my pocket, you just want them to be empty If you hungry, I'ma feed you, if you thirsty, here's some water It's right, I show these haters the reflection of my father Go be a student before you try to teach You must decrease, he must increase Brad Keith, to the day that I'm deceased Jesus is the message that I preach I could get less if they don't I ain't sitting with no misery God prepared a table where it's victory I could get less by what they think of me It was something that got seen in me Make sure that you treat people with decency I could get less if they don't clap for me Hey, you can keep your flattery I ain't got no time to hit no blasphemy I could get less if they come after me I said who cares if they come after me Can't you see God's army in the back of me My king is supreme Love edifies Knowledge can puff you up. Be the hands and the feet of Jesus Christ. Don't just preach about it. Live it out. Apply it to your life. The King of King. The only Supreme One. The Holy One. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You deserve all the glory. My King is Supreme. shared uh, so much with that, with testimony. That's what the Bible tells us in Revelation, that overcame by the blood of the Lamb, the word of the testimony. There's somebody out there listening today that, man, that's going through that, it's going to relate. I mean, you just broke off so so much uh, stuff there, some meat uh, on the table. And uh, so my next question for you, and 
is really for one, you know, that I wrestled with. Um, and that is, is there ever a time in your life that you didn't feel worthy more like, you know, worthy people? Our mission is to remove the labels of society by seeing and accepting all people as Jesus does. Um, and this is more along the lines in your Christian walk. You know, I know that, you know, for example, when God was calling me, um, into ministry at first, he said, you're going to be under a ministry, you know, before you can lead, you got to be, you, you, you got to serve, um, you know, you got to be willing to be taught, be led. Um, and so, you know, I did that for years and had, you know, that, that pastoral covering and I mean, still do, but there was a side of me that was like, you know what, I, I done time. I got tattoos. Like I, I used to be a drug addict. Like, you know, there's nobody going to care what I got to say. Like like God can't use me. And and my wife would tell me all the time, like, man, why you let the devil attack you like that? And so there's so many times. And and when God said, Hey, there's other people out there, you're going to do a ministry worthy people. Um, because you know, I sent my son Jesus to die for you. So that means you're worth something. I tell people I got, I, I love you. And I got a son, but I don't love you enough to give up my son for you. But because God did that for us, that must mean he thinks, you know, we're worth something. Right. And so, you know, I believe these lies for so long. The enemy, you know, he's the accuser. He He's going around seeking whom he may devour. Um, but what about you in, in stepping into what you're doing now with ministry at a time that you you didn't feel worthy? Oh, man. man can I be honest? When I came to the church house. And I let them put a suit in the tie on me. Nothing wrong with suit and tie, but I let them clean the outside of me and just to fit in with church people. Um, man, my brother, let me tell you, that's why I said my brother showed me uh, leadership and purity. Like, my brother would come to the church house. I'm, I'm all in there, like, just trying to fit in with church people, man. And I, I, I didn't know no better. I was like, man, I, I, I guess this is how I got to dress. But, and I ain't saying nothing wrong with it because I respect order. I always throw button-ups on, but my brother would come in the church house with a wife beater, and the whole hood would come with him. He'd bring the whole neighborhood. I'm talking about the addicts, the strippers, the gangsters. Like, he'd come with just stri- packed out, and they would love it when Wu came in. And Wu, Wu, was, Wu was so so real in his in his worship and who he was in Christ. He'd come to the front and lift his hands, man, wife beater and some dickies, man, and would lift his hands. And, and you could just see, you could just see his uh his passion and his love for Christ that even the religious people couldn't deny that God's hand with him because they were trying to reach the outside. That's why they loved when he came because the ones they wanted to reach, they couldn't reach because they made it seem so perfect for, for people. Like it was perfection was so out there that I can never reach who, who you are right now. You know, everything about the Bible, you look so clean. You're, you're not like us. Don't touch this. Don't touch that. I can't come high. I can't come drunk. I don't got no church clothes. All I got is dicky suits and, 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 and black tees. Like I don't got no church clothes and I'm not even allowed in there. But my brother would break that barrier by just coming how he was. And, and he'd make it comfortable for the ones who were with him to come to the front. So I learned through that. I was like, man, God, like you want, you, you care more about the posture of a heart than how we look on the outside. And there's nothing wrong with getting in your, in your, in your Sunday best. Don't, please don't get that twisted, y'all. I, I got some crazy uh, Sunday best fits. But I'm saying God cares more about the inside. So God began to show me, like, listen, what I'm calling you to, the trenches, what I'm calling you to, the prisons, they look just like you. They look like you. They've been where you've been. They're not gonna. They're they're looking for something they can relate to. Let me clean your inside because when I put you around them, they're gonna say he's just like me, but he's different. He relates to me, 
but there's something different. And they're going to see greater is he who lives inside than he who's of the world. Greater is he who lives inside than, than anything that, that the world could ever uh, offer or come against. Because the power of the Holy Spirit will put an anointing and a love on you. I'm a different type of pastor. I'm a street pastor, man. So I, I love fitted hats. I, I, wear my, I wear my hoodies, my J's, you know, and, and I'm, I'm, I preach my pulpit outside of the corner store, outside the liquor store. My, my, my pulpit's in the trenches, man. That's, that's, that's a song I I you got. All through the Church everywhere all we are. Everywhere we are. And so I relate to that. But when I go to the church house, I send people to the church house to get equipped. I send people to the church house to learn about uh, submitting to authority, to learn about a fivefold so they can be equipped when they go out and disciple, they mature. So don't get it twisted. We go out there, we catch fish, and we bring them back into a family because kingdom is not a denomination. Kingdom is not a building. Kingdom is a family. Kingdom is a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. It's those who do the will of the Father that are my family. So brothers and sisters, man, what I'm saying is God will use you exactly how you are. God will you. He'll clean you up, and you'll you'll begin this new life. So, don't don't feel like you gotta fake the funk and and, and let let people dress you or, or put you in a place that's not you. Let God clean your heart and show people that He can use you however you are. And it's beautiful. Long, long as it's not pointing people to sin, long as it's not directing people the, the backward. Like I love how God takes the foolish people and the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Confound the he wise. Has a way, <laughs> yep. Yeah, he, he has a, he has a way of taking what people call trash and saying, Nah, that's my treasure. Yeah, that's nothing's wasted. Whatever you're going through right nothing. now. I mean, I told him Sunday is nobody would want to listen to 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 Cody, just Cody. Everybody listen to Cody now because uh, I've been to prison and the things that I went through. And so it's like, uh, you know, those things that you feel like, man, that God can't use. Those are the things that he wants to use. And you're looking at his disciples. They were all written off by society, you know. This is how I measure, brother. Brother, this is how I measure uh What's of God? I, I, I'm not impressed by, by one who has a good database of scripture because I meet into, uh, people with a, with a beautiful intellect and they know how to, mm -hmm. they know how to re re record everything in their mind. They know the word of God. I'm not impressed by that. I'm not even impressed by the talents and the gifts. I've seen people sing beautiful songs um, and have terrible lives when they get off, off stage. Mm -hmm. I've seen people preach good sermons and, and treat their family terrible when they get off stage. Man, I've seen people true. speak in tongues. And then cuss their neighbors out the next minute. Man. So this is what this is what this is what you measure somebody by, the love that brings unity. You, that's, you what, cannot, yeah, that's what Jesus and, said. And not and not just love; it's supernatural love. Like anybody can love people that love them. It's the way you love people that that you can't benefit from. Mm -hmm. People that can't give you nothing. The one in the back, the, the one that's not cool like you, the one that doesn't have friends. The way you treat him, the way you treat uh your family, the way you treat watch this y'all, the way you treat authority. The way you respect authority, the way you respect, the way you love your enemy. Like, this is how you measure what's of God. The Bible says you will know them by their fruit. The Bible says you will know that they belong to me by the way they love one another. That type mm -hmm. of love stands out in this world. That type of love will, will identify you as a, a believer and a follower of Christ Jesus. And I pray that today God gives you a love that is contagious and convicting that everywhere you go, you have a love for people. That it stands out, and they, they know that's different love. That love right there hopes in all things. That love, that love right there doesn't provoke you to anger. That love right there is patient. That love right there is kind. Like you have a, a First Corinthians chapter thirteen type of love inside of you that you know is supernatural, and it's not yours. It belongs to to the kingdom of heaven. 
The no God's the no love. <laughs> if you don't know love, you don't know God, man. That's that's true. That's true. You talking about that tie? They got a picture when I got out of them putting a tie on me to my first service, right? And I never <laughs> worn a tie in my life. And uh, you uncomfortable. <laughs> them church people, they still laugh about that. Like, you remember when we put the first tie on you? I felt so uncomfortable. Like, I felt like it was going <laughs> to choke me. I was like, man, this, this tie. So every time we would laugh because I was living with some guys when I got out of prison from from the church. And uh, yeah. I'd always go to them like a little kid. I'm 25 years old, and I would have to go, hey, can you put my tie? Can you tie it? I, I still don't know. Yeah, that was tie. me. I ain't worn tie in years now. but. I was trying to Google it. I didn't know how to do it, man. I, <laughs> went, to Ross, I went to Ross and bought and bought me all. I didn't know how. I didn't even know how to dress like that. I went and bought a bunch of big shirts, big ties, and and I was like, I'm gonna make it look cool. I'm gonna dress like this. It gotta be cool. But but you know, God, man, like I said, man, God, God began to show me, like, man, don't let man clean you up. Let me clean you up. Let me and clean when, you. You know, and I go to places now, and they be like, well, brother Brian, uh. Can you can you dress when you're buttoned up? And I respect the order of the house. Yes, sir, man. I'll take my hat off. Yes, sir. I'll, I'll put a button up on because I become all things to preach the gospel. Yeah. So whatever, what, if I get to preach up there and you just want me to dress up, and then I'm coming. I'm gonna dress how you want so I can preach the gospel. But best believe when I get out the door, when, my, when I know my mission field is on, I don't I don't have to dress like that when I'm preaching to hoodlums and gangsters and stuff like <laughs> that. But when I'm coming to the church and I'm giving testimony and and, and, and teachings. I respect the house. I respect the order of the house. And that's what I'm saying. We submit to one another in love. We sub- And I don't do it. I don't do it grumbling or complaining. I do it out of love. I submit. And so, guys, guys everyone who's listening, learn to submit to rules. Learn to submit to authority. That shows. That's fruit. That's evidence that the inmate, something happened in his life. The one who used to break the law is following the law. If you're not following the laws and the rules now in prison, you ain't going to follow when you get out. So don't yeah. lie to yourself. Start training yourself to follow these rules and these laws because God has so much for you. And these are the little things that mean the most to him. Yeah. Amen. 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 Well, I know that you're going back into the prisons with your prison ministry. Uh, don't forget the forgotten. So can you share your experience of going back in ministering um, in a prison? Typically, maybe how it goes down, the things you you come across or, you know, how it feels to be able to go back inside to a place that has no hope and has no freedom and offer, you know, hope and freedom in Jesus. Hey, hey there's a story in the Bible, y'all, where this dude had he had a legion of demons inside of him, a legion, many, 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 many. And, um, he got, he got set free. And I never forget in the story, it says that he tried to get in the, 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 the people that seen him got set. This dude used to be in like cut himself. This They used to isolate this dude in the tombs, in the graveyard. He couldn't be around people. Like he used to break these chains off him. Anyways, they knew this dude to be so crazy and so wild. Right. Um, and he gets set free and brought in his right mind. And the, instead of the people rejoicing, they get scared and they tell Jesus, get out of our town. So as Jesus is leaving, this dude that's in his right mind, this the dude called Legion, right, from Gangstify to Sanctify, all of a sudden he gets in the boat with Jesus. And he's like, I'm going with you. And Jesus says, nah. This, look, look what Jesus tells him. He says, go back and tell your family what God has done for you. Mm-hmm. So when I go into these prisons, I feel like I'm going back and I'm telling my people, I'm telling the ones I relate to, I'm telling people that the the, the, the family, because I, I left people in prison that I never see again, and my heart stayed with them. So all I'm doing, every time I go back in those cells, I'm walking in the front door, and I get to walk out the front door, I'm telling them what God has done for me. And they, and we all know that we can spot a fake from a mile away. We all know what's real. We all know what's not. 
That's one thing I love about prison ministry. You can't go in there and, and, and fake the funk. You can't go mm-hmm. in there and, and think you're going to impress them with, with your speaking in tongues and your scripture knowledge. Like the only way that's going to soften a gangster heart, a killer's heart, a, a, a thug's heart, an inmate's heart is going to be the love of God. And it better have that supernatural anointing on it because if it don't, you're in a, you're in a place where people are going to look at you like, boy, you fake. Yeah, so you, you can get away with that out there, but you go in there. Oh, no, no, no. They go, no I, I, I tell all the homies, I tell the brothers all the time, like, we go in there, prepare yourself. Let your, let your love be real. Let your anointing be real. If not, don't come. Because I, I, I don't want you to be over there and you feel out of place. But we're going in there to save save some more Brian, save some more uh, save some more of the brothers that I'm around. My, my whole my whole team is not filled with nothing but uh, ex-drug dealers, ex-gangsters, ex-inmates, uh, ex uh Drug organization people, gang organization people, they got saved. A lot of them got saved in prison. Some of them got saved outside of prison. And uh, I love it, man. Uh, don't forget the forgotten, man. Coming to a prison near you. I'm looking at all these inmate letters right now that goes to my P.O. box, y'all. Um, if y'all want to write my P.O. box, man, you, it's P.O. box 5278, Abilene, Texas, 79608. And, um, man, just letters come in, and, and we get to pray over the letters. And it's beautiful to see uh, what God does to the to the heart that's been hardened, how he softens it. So I, I love prison ministry. That's my passion, man. And, and I, we're probably going to get our, our, our own church soon, a, a campus out here in Texas. But I told the team, man, I low-key want to be a prison chaplain. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know, because I know the politics and I'm like, I relate to what's going on. That's where my heart's at. So prison ministry is, is man, is, is beautiful to, to bring light to dark situations or dark places. Amen. I love that your heart's in there, you know, and and I, I joke with the people out here that I try to get to come into the prison that, you know, maybe they they don't know anything about it. But, you know, your heart's got to be there. You ain't passing around no offering plate in the prison. <laughs> I mean, you're there to, to, to give your time, you know, the gas traveling, you know, hotel like, you know, but. But it, but it's all worth it, you know, and uh, that that's that's part of our stories. I love that that you're doing that, and uh, man, y'all just heard his address. Uh, Court Young played this back to get it, and uh, you know, come hey, and so do we, it. We're actually doing. We're in June. We're doing a we're doing a week crusade. Don't forget the forgotten. And man, I just I got off the phone maybe like a week ago with uh, Project Pat from Triple Six. Like he's out there in Memphis. Something's happening to him. This dude got changed. He's in Memphis. Preaching the gospel to, at county jails and prisons, and these dudes are getting. So I'm gonna hook up with Project Pat. I'm gonna get Bizzle, 007, and uh, Brandon Antoine, and, and Santiago, and, and some of the soldiers. And we're actually gonna do uh, with Pastor Juan and Ernesto, and then the whole team. We're gonna do like a, a prison crusade, and, and we're picking a couple prisons throughout Texas for the whole week just to hit, to, to uh, invade with the love of God, invade with the with the power of Christ, man. So y'all, y'all stay tuned. Your prison might get picked, man. Uh, <laughs> We're, we're, we're definitely we're definitely coming through though. And you got they're listening to the Worthy People podcast now, but y'all got a podcast in the works too that's going to be on the tablet soon in Jesus' name. Hey, because of you, man. Hey, <laughs> hey, shout out, shout out, my brother. Man. He told me today that he's going to try to tap me in where I, I we can get the don't don't forget the forgotten podcast where I get to do some teachings with you guys, man. I'm all about man. God, God, go open that door. God, go. <laughs> that's why I want it. Okay, I, I want to have weekly studies to teach him how to be kingdom. Help! I, I I love to come and give them Jesus, but then they're like, "What's next?" So if you if you have if you're listening to all these all these podcasts throughout the week, you have many things to help feed you. You have this podcast, you'll have that podcast. Like all these teachings will help you get through the week because I hey, trust me. When I was in the streets, all I did was smoke weed. All I did was drink. Like it, it, I just didn't do it one time a week. Like I, I I kept I kept these things so I didn't have to deal with my reality. These things helped me temporary peace. But it's the same thing as a Christian now. 
Like, man, in Monday night, I got Bible studies. It's like 300 to 400 people weekly. Uh, then we have the Purple Book with my family. It's just not Sunday, just not Wednesday. All through the week, I'm feeding myself. All through the week, I'm, I'm connecting to the things of God because I need it. The and they, they need it in there. The you know, the, the number one thing that they tell me that they, that, that they're struggling with and it blows people's mind that they're getting high. You know, I, I was I, the, the day that uh, the guy witnessed to me in the day room. I'd smoke weed earlier that morning and it blows people's mind, blow my wife's mind. My wife, she ain't ever been in trouble. God bless her. But uh, she's like, man, people are like, man, I'm struggling. Of course, now it's a K2. You know, the boys are falling out, you know, on this K2 synthetic. Don't, don't do that K2, y'all. Man. That K2 is like a, it's like a demon, bro. People are it's losing like their de- parole. Every time you drink that K2, behind that. You, every time you smoke it, you're allowing an unclean spirit to mess with your judgment. An unclean spirit to mess with your mind. Don't do that. Don't do it. If you really want to follow God, get rid of that stuff. If you really want to follow God, separate yourself from the people who encourage you to do that stuff. I just looked at a young man at the Roach Unit this last week. He said, how do I get off this stuff? I said, do you want to get off this stuff? And he was like, I want to get off. I said, let's renounce it right now. Let's repent of it and renounce mm. it. Because every time you let it in, you're allowing the unclean spirit to come in. You you got you to gotta choose the Holy Spirit instead of an unclean spirit. So I'm letting you know that stuff will mess you up. I've seen Crazy trips, crazy people do crazy things on that stuff. Yep. Please don't be. I encourage you get rid of that stuff. And anybody who's encouraging to do it, you don't need it in your life. You know who mm-hmm. you are right now. The Holy Spirit speaking to you right now. Flush it down your stainless steel toilet right now yeah. in the name of Jesus. Jesus you don't name. need it. Let go of it. That's your repentance right now. The fruits of repentance is you saying not not because you got you saying I'm sorry, but look God, I'm sorry and I'm getting rid of it. I'm turning give it to God. Evil, and I'm turning to yeah. what's good right now. Yeah. In the name of Jesus, you can do it, soldier. People say, I don't got the strength, but give it to God. The moment you flush it down the toilet, God sees that. He's he going to give you his strength to overcome that. You ain't fighting until you flush it. Well, yep. Quit lying. Oh, that's good. You're not fighting. If you, still got it in, if you still got it around, even if you ain't doing it and you still have it around, you're not fighting. You ain't fighting until you, fight you flush it. Let go. Once you let go of it, then your fight begins. So don't, don't say you're fighting it and you ain't, you ain't flushed it yet. Because that, those urges are going to come back. The desires, they're always going to be there. The, but like I said, the more you tap into the things of God, the more you allow the word of God to wash your way of thinking, to change the stronghold that you've been in. Man, God is faithful. His, his promises are true. They're eternal. You could trust them, soldier. Man, get up and fight the good fight of faith, man. What he done for Brian, God said he's not a respecter of person. So whatever he's done for for Brian, for myself, for for anyone else, set them free from addiction. He can do for you, but you know it, it's not that God won't help you. It's that you ain't you ain't let it go. You know I think that's my new that's gonna be a t shirt. <laughs> what you said, hey, you on. ain't finding it till you flushed it. <laughs> it, it man, it, it hurt my heart. The, 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 I, we just went to the prison maybe like two weeks ago in Roach Unit, and, and it hurt my heart to see the, the ages of these youngsters. The, the mm. first the first the first service we did in the gym, man, it was packed out. And um, there was a, a mijito was that he was 19 years old. I, I got a daughter like 23. I got kid, grandbabies, everything. But he was 19, and I was like, man. The boys be getting them too. Like well, one guy told me he got set free from it, but they come and do the front. He's like, man, I'm writing my family because I owe this dude like over 300 dollars, and they're gonna smash me if I don't come up with the money because they kept coming and like fronting it to him, knowing he was weak. And uh, he ended up losing his parole because he got into a fight behind it. And he was like, you know, why God let me lose my parole? I'm like, you ain't ready. And, and, and God didn't let you lose your parole. You you made that choice. God, God, God saved you from you because if you were still doing K2 in there, man, you would have got out and did uh, you would have did some meth or some crack. Out How there, are you going to follow right parole? Like, yeah. Just be honest. If, if you're not if, you, if you're not putting your your flesh under subjection and lock up. 
you ain't ready to be free. But mm-hmm. wanna know why? Because even today, if God said only you could be home today, I'm gonna open the door. Every single one of you inmates will go home. If you're not set free inside, you will be back. Or yep. maybe something worse. You yeah. need to be set free inside right now. Everybody say, I'm going to try. I'm going to try to do right. I'm going to try to do right. And I tell them, you know, you got to make up the choice. Like when we were in the world, we didn't smoke half the blunt, snort half the line, drink half the beer. We did the whole thing. So same thing when you walk come to your walk in Christ. You got to do, do the whole thing. You can't do half. Cody, Cody, watch this. Watch this. Listen, y'all. This, this, is, this, is, this is a prayer that will bring you safety. And, uh, this is a prayer that some of you don't want to hear. But this is a prayer that you need to hear. You should pray tonight, Father God, if I'm not ready to go home and you see something that I don't see, then don't let me go home because I don't want to keep causing my family pain. And most of all, I don't want to cause you pain. God, clean me up, fix me up, fill me up. And when you see ready, God, on your timing, when you say it's ready for me to go and you know I'm ready, then set me free. And that I I submit to, God. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. If you could pray that prayer and really mean it, you will have peace tonight. And mm-hmm. every day that you every time, every day that you're doing in this time, it's not going to feel like a year because now you've submitted to God. You did the crime, man. Right? You did the crime. Just submit it. Say, God, I'm I'm here. I'm sorry. I'm still mad because I'm doing time. Like it's somebody else's fault, but not mine. It is my fault. I'm the one that chose to do this. Have mercy on me. Strengthen me as I do this time. Clean me up. And when you see fit for me to come home, God. Man, set me free. Until then, you take care of my family. You be everything that they need. And let them see Jesus in me when I write a letter. Let them see Jesus in me when I call home, God. Let them see a new creation inside of me. And let me be a reflection of you to the inmates around me, to my celly around me, to the guards around me. Use me right now in what's in front of me. However you can use this broken heart. However you can use this inmate that the world calls trash, God. Make me treasure in front of these people. And use me to glorify your kingdom and your name. What's what God does to you, soldier? That's what God does to you. If you pray it like is. that and you and you accept God's will and ask God and you honest about what you did and saying, God, I deserve this. Just give me peace and strength to get through it. Watch what God does. You will no longer do a day that feels like a year. Your time will become a mission field. Your time will be different now. You you will have God's anointing and his power upon you mm. because now you're submitted to his will. Like kingdom come, that will be done in your life right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, touch their hearts and their hearts and their minds. Soften them, Father God. Allow them to submit to you. Let them surrender to you. Let it be sincere this time. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Man, <laughs> that's that's so good. Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna hit my, my my last question for you here is uh what would you share with those that have concerns about getting out and walking their faith by following Jesus on the outside? That's usually the biggest thing that people come to me, they write, you know, they talk about is like, you know, I I got saved on the inside, I know how to walk this out. Um, and, and, you know, either they're getting out soon, uh, they're getting out in five, 10 years. Uh, you know, they just have concerns because, you know, they know that the family ain't walking it out and, and they're just, you know, they, they just feel like, man, how am I going to really do this when I'm out in, in freedom? You know, and I, I had that same concern and oh yeah, the number one yeah. thing I tell them is don't go back to where you, to the hood. Don't go back to where you come from. If you got to go to a halfway house, whatever, like, you know, yeah. Get remove yourself from that, and then you know have accountability uh, in your life of some partners. Like you can't make it alone. You you can't be you know alone lone sheep out there. But uh, anyway, it's well, not my question. It, it's so yours. So, so I'm this, this is my this is my this is my this is my answer to that. And those that are listening, and those who are kind of fearful, like I don't know what I'm going to do. Start praying. 
and start fasting. The Bible says that the footsteps of the righteous are ordered. God's not going to send you back to a place that you're supposed to be destroyed. You're going to have to accept where God's going to send you. God will open doors. God will show you his miracle hand. God will show you his favor, protection, and provision wherever you go. Now, if you if you choose to go back to those familiar spots, if you choose to go back to Egypt, I call it Egypt, and you say, man, I, I'm going to go back there because that's my family. Well, I had to separate from family and friends for at least four or five years before mm-hmm. I began strong. And then I started coming back stronger. But I couldn't go back and be that same person with them because, one, they like to drink. Two, they want to gossip. Three, so everything that I was reading the Bible, they went against. And they even laughed at me like, you'll be back. Ah, you think you're better. I had to get away from that ridicule. I had to get away. From, and this was coming from people that I call family. It's coming from people that are my blood. Yeah. And, and it hurt. It hurt to, get, to, be, to feel like I was alone for a season. But I learned that in that season – that I could depend on Christ in that season that he would never leave me nor forsake me, even when family did. So this is what I pray, that you begin to pray and fast and ask God to order your footsteps, that you begin to be okay wherever he sends you, whether it's a discipleship house, uh, a, a, a place that you're not used to just so you can come out, touch no unclean thing, be separate. He said, I'll receive you. Be okay with that. Trust me, man, if you're truly in God's hand and God's will, he's going to put you in the perfect place. And I truly believe that. So I pray that God orders your footsteps in the name of Jesus. He takes care of the birds of the air. How much more so (laughs) are you valuable? Come on. Your your life is worth something. You know, the number one song that people write and request um, that that you sing, Brother Brian, is Middle of of My Storm. And uh, I just want to have it documented here. You know that we got we got your permission uh, to to play play your music on this podcast. Man, you could play all that's God's music. That's not my music. You could play Amen. anything anything I got. You could you got full permission, man. That's God's glory, God's message, God's music, man. So I pray that it touches you where you guys are at, man. Because it, it, I know the Holy Spirit writes those songs to edify and encourage the body of Christ. Man, Amen. Well. Before we end up off here today, if you just want to close out to prayer for the men, the women, the the drug rehab centers, uh, everybody that's listening to this podcast today, even those that are on that walking on the outside, whatever that God would lay on your heart to be able to uh, speak with them to uh, close out in prayer. Yeah, uh, Father God, first off, I just want to thank you for who you are. Thank you that, that uh, when we wake up, we don't have to beg for your mercy. We don't have to go looking for your mercy. Your mercy is looking for us. Your mercy is standing over our bed. It's standing over that bunk right there in, the, in that cell. Uh, you're standing over that person in that trap house, that person who woke up with a hangover. Like your mercy is saying, I'm new today, and I want to make things right with you. Come on, let us reason together. Thank you for that love. Thank you for looking for us when we're lost. We don't find you. You find us. And I thank you for that. I never found a greater love. Not even my big homies or OGs ever loved me when I was their enemy. You loved me, Father God, when I was your enemy. And you made you prepare the place for me and you sent your only son who had no sin to lay down his life for my wickedness, for my crime. Jesus cut a case for me. And then I love you, Jesus. And when I when I realize how much you love us, I take my allegiance that I gave to the enemy and I give it to you, God. And I pray that the ears that are listening today, Father God, they begin to give their allegiance and their hearts to you. Even in the cell block, Lord, I pray, Father God, that they begin to renounce wickedness, renounce any witchcraft, renounce any drug affiliation, gang affiliation, renounce the things that they were connected to and repent of it, Father God. 
And as you set them free right now, I just pray that your Holy Spirit will, will set free the captives. Your Holy Spirit will break every cord of wickedness, anything that entangles them in sin. Your anointing, Father God, your glory, your message right now. Everything that's not of you come out in the name of Jesus. And I pray, Lord, that they'll live a life, Father God, that honors you in their private time and their public time. That they won't be ashamed to tell people I live for Christ. They won't be ashamed, Father God, to walk in a way that, that shows holiness and reverence to who you are. Continue to, to purify them by your word. Continue to renew their mind. Every struggle, every way of thinking from the street life to the drugs to the trauma, begin to renew their minds. Give them a new, show them the identity and the purpose that you have for them, Father God. You say when we was in our mother's wounds, the plans that you have for us, and it wasn't for incarceration it wasn't for depression or doubting your love or suicide you have good thoughts towards us and i pray that these thoughts will become their thoughts god that you'll show them the visions that, that you have for them the dreams that you have for them the desires that you have for them and let everything come to pass every beautiful thing that you have written for their life every beautiful thing that you have written for their family for their children everything that aligns with heaven to earth in your will let it come to pass bless my brothers and sisters be as real to them as you've been to me fill them with the fullness of the holy spirit and Father God, help us, groom us for heaven, groom us for the wedding feast. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, amen. Love In the name God, of man. Jesus, amen. Thank you, Brian, for being with us today. My family go through it this week To see them hurting only made me feel weak See I was searching for the right words to speak But in the midst man I was facing my own doubts and defeat That's when the Lord told me to jump to my feet Cause I had blessings that were right in my reach I had to usher in his presence of peace Almost forgot about the promises he promised he'd keep a rewarder, so continue to seek A God of order, a supporter to the one that is me I cried an ocean with every tear that fell off of my cheek His arms are open to the broken, it's in love when he greets I know the wicked try to scatter the sheep But God's forgiveness is the realest thing you ever go meet no, Even amongst the vultures and the leeches who leech It's an honor to give my life though for the gospel I preach Singing hallelujah in the middle of my The storm I see. Where does he get his strength from? How can he be so strong? You make me strong, my Lord. up to my king. Hey, don't you see the pain is killing us? Hey, can't you see the boat is filling up? I know that some I look ridiculous because I refuse to give up and swallow the seed of bitterness. How could you close your eyes and sleep through this? How could you lift your hands and sing to this? See, with everything I believe in this And I know God won't leave me where the evil and deceitful is They say, where does he get his strength from? And how could he be so strong now? Like, where did he get his faith from? How could he still have hope after everything going on now? Any other man would have been gave up He would have perished, would have died with all his hope made up Without my Jesus, man, I can't wake up straight up I know you wonder why I stay prayed up Hey, I trust when he tells me yes I trust when he tells me no I trust when he tells me stay I trust when he tells me go I lean not on my own understanding, yes, I obey If you learn to submit, then the path you walk will be straight You were created on purpose and for purpose This is where you must let your prayers turn into worship you were created on purpose and for a purpose.
purpose Hey, this is where you must let your prayers turn into words Singing hallelujah in the middle of my storm In the middle, in the middle of, of the storm, storm I see Look. I see where does he get his strength from? How can he be so strong? You make me strong, my Lord I up to my king Point up to my king, I point up to my king. Cause you're the one who strengthens, the one who strengthens, the one who strengthens me. Another worship song I sing, another offering I bring. Cause you're the one who strengthens, the one who strengthens, the one who strengthens me. Singing hallelujah in the middle of my Man, Brother Brian, that was a great conversation. Uh, so we loved having you on today um, and, and just for taking time away from from your family and everything you got going on um, just to be the hands and feet of Jesus uh, in the prisons and jails all over America. Uh, man, this is much needed, uh, this message, you know. Um, I hope that it's encouraged you today. If it has, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. You can write us. Um, I know Brother Brian dropped his P.O. box, so be sure to check that out. Um, and, of course, you can reach out to him. Uh, if you want to talk, tell us about this podcast, you know, uh, how it how it helped you about this conversation, uh, we'd love to hear from you as well. You can write Worthy People, P.O. Box, 120162 San Antonio, Texas 78212 That's Worthy People P.O. Box 120162 San Antonio, Texas 78212 If you want to tell your family to check this podcast out they can on all podcast platforms uh, anywhere they listen to podcasts just top in Worthy People they can check this out to learn more about the ministry, uh, if you're on the outside or want to tell your people uh, about who we are, what we're doing, uh, you can check out our website, www.worthypeople.church, uh, and uh, to stay connected with us. So we'd love to hear from you, uh, and we'll we'll have an episode coming up with shout-outs, testimonies, uh, prayer requests, praise reports. You already know how it is. And so, uh, y'all are family. Y'all are family. And so, uh, 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 we look forward to hearing from you so we can, we can share that. We can lift other people's heads up as well. Amen. Um, so that's going to do it for today's program. Uh, we are going into a prison right now. Maybe you're listening. We're doing a four day revival out at the Clemens unit outside of Brazoria, Texas. 
uh, with our Kairos brothers. Kairos in the Greek means God's special time. So look out for the next episode. We're going to be talking about Kairos, that experience. Um, and uh, so we'll be we'll be going down there uh, through that and how it was to spend four days in the prison. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Uh, and so we just can't wait and uh, to do that. And for those that are listening right now uh, that found out about this podcast uh, during our, our revival with you guys, Hey, uh, we're glad you found it. We're looking forward to staying connected, staying plugged in with you. We love you. God bless you. And uh, stay tuned if you want to hear the worthy people. I don't know, theme song, R&B. It's going to be, it's going to tell our address and info. And then it'll close out the podcast. So be sure to check that out. God bless you. Keep your head up. God's on the move right where you are. See you next week. listening from a prison or jail we would love to hear from you feel free to share your story or how this podcast has impacted you please write us at p.o box 120162 san antonio texas 78212 tell your friends and family to listen on all podcast platforms our mission is to remove the labels of society by seeing and accepting all people as jesus does for more information about us or to donate to our ministry you can visit www.worthypeople.church until next time we pray you continue to grow and change for the better and don't forget to tell someone else to check out worthy people podcast